is this brief mortal life, if not the pursuit of legacy? Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Black and Green, where we are talking about HBO's original series, The House of the Dragon. We're talking about episode three, second of his name, and I have three words for you. Three years later, yes, we see an immediate time jump in this episode. Um, episode one to two was six months. This is another three years after that, and it's only fair. I mean, Fire and Blood, which is the book that House of Dragon, House of the Dragon, is based on, covers a span of about three hundred years. So, you know, they're going to have to take a couple liberties with the time. Um, so you remember at the end of the last episode that Viserys, the king, announced to the small council that he was going to marry Alicent Hightower, daughter of his hand and best friend of his daughter. Well, that whole best friend thing is pretty much over at this point. Alicent and Rhaenyra are not even barely talking to each other, and that is completely unexpectable. i got to tell you, Rhaenyra is really showing up to be the breakout star of the show, and it's a bit of a pity almost because uh, they're going to be having a casting change in a couple of episodes, and I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. We're just going to have to see. But... So the show opens up with uh, debauchery and, and excess, and you know there's a uh, birthday celebration going on for Viserys and Alicent's son, Aegon, who is two years old at the opening of this, and there's going to be a big uh, hunt festival, and someone keeps coming up to the king and reminding him that there's problems in the step zones. And we find out that this war in the step zones has been going on. Um, and that uh, Corlys Valeran and Daemon Targaryen have been out there and have been fighting. And um, trying to fight off the pirates and the crab feeder. And the king has been refusing to help them because he says that they started this war on their own. And if he was to step into their war, it would make him appear weak. So he basically has a hands-off approach. He's not doing anything, even though they are uh, losing pretty badly. And so this, uh, the reveries continue to go on. Um, there's tension between Rhaenyra and Alicent. And Alicent is uh, trying to get Rhaenyra to come and join the celebrations. And she wants no part of it. And so it kind of kicks back and forth between what's going on in the Stepstones where um, the, uh, the pirates have found out that if they retreat into caves, then the dragons can't get a hold of them. Viserys, he's not interested in any of this. He said it's been three years, it can wait another three days. He doesn't want to deal with it. But in the meantime, there's stuff going on, and including the continual people seeking to marry Rhaenyra and forge alliances. Um, among them is is uh, Jason Lannister. Yes, those Lannisters. He is uh, presenting the king with a gold spear and offering to add his power to the kings. And Viserys is like, well, you know, do you think do I do you think I lack for power? It's all po politics um, and games. And the king reminds Lannister that. His bannermen have all sworn to support Rhaenyra and to report 
and they have a duty to report rebellion in the kingdom, and that he had, you know, he says, I did not decide to neighbor near my heir on a whim. All the lords of the kingdom would be do would do well to remember that. So uh, Jason kind of had stepped in it there. Another suggestion comes from Lionel Strong, who is the master of laws, who had suggested that uh, Rhaenyra be married off to uh, to the Valerian boy, um, who we'll talk about in a bit. But now he suggests this is an interesting one. He suggests that Viserys marries his daughter off to his two-year-old son. And therefore keeps everything in the bloodline because that's how things go in the Targaryen family. And so they go off to the hunt. Uh, they're, they're supposed to be hunting this white stag. They can't find him. Viserys is—he's a mess. He's drunk. He's—if you notice in one scene—he's lost two of his fingers. Um, we'll talk about that in a bit. And he—he's uh, just—he's just a disaster area. He's falling apart. Rhaenyra gets mad at him and she rides off and Kristen Cole follows her and they go off into the woods and um, really great, a couple of really great scenes as they get attacked by a wild boar which they fight off and Rhaenyra kills rather violently covered in blood. After that they see the white stag and Cole was going to kill it but she tells him not to. Then they bring the boar back. Meanwhile the king's you know, huntsmen have captured a, a stag and have tied it up basically for the king to walk over to it and stab it. And he even screws that up because he's so incompetent and so drunk. And it just kind of shows the, uh, really the difference between these two. Rhaenyra, who has a lot of strength and a lot of will, and Viserys, who has none of that. He's just, he's a mess and he's falling apart, uh, both physically and kind of emotionally um and the physical part's interesting you know he's his body is deteriorating and he's got these cuts that won't heal we've talked about that they never really specifically say what it is there's a strong implication that he has hemophilia or something along those lines which is common um it used to be called in europe it used to be called the royal disease because it's common in inbred families and you know targaryens are nothing if not inbred and so there's this really strong implication that he has hemophilia. He's not healing. He gets infections. This will um, obviously cause a problem because as we are nearing the, quote, Dance of Dragons, the Targaryen Civil War, those are all going to have to obviously kick off once Viserys is dead. And there is a battle for succession, um, which is going to be in the upcoming episodes. You know, there was a... A spoiler, um, way, way back in one of the early seasons of Game of Thrones, where Shireen Baratheon was explaining to Davos Seaworth, you know, he asked what she was reading because he can't read, he couldn't read at that point, or he didn't like to read, and she said she was reading a, a history on the Dance of Dragons, which is probably Fire and Blood, the in-universe book that talks about the Dance of Dragons. You know, she explains that Rhaenyra and Aegon could not agree over who was to take the throne, and it tore the Targaryen family apart. And we're seeing the beginnings of that. Obviously not with Aegon, because he's only two years old, but if they keep going the way that they're going, he's going to be an adult fairly soon. Speaking of an adult fairly soon, we have um, Lenor Valeris, who in the... Uh, 
time between episodes has long bottomed his way into being a dragon rider and a fierce soldier at the mighty age of 15. Um, we see down in the Stepstones that, uh, you know, he is part of his father's Disney Snakes team and is part of this ongoing battle that's going on with the pirates and the crab feeder. Eventually, Alicent is able to talk the king into supporting Damon and um, by, by saying, look, you know, I understand your point, but what is best for the realm? Um, which would be to eliminate the pirates. And so he's, he sends word to Damon that he is sending two ships, um, at which point Damon kind of goes ber- full berserker and takes out most of the pirates, including the uh, the crab feeder. And uh, that's really kind of the end of the episode there. Um, the really amazing part about this scene is there's a, you know, a big, huge sequence at the end. Matt Smith does an amazing job, and he does not speak a single word in this entire episode, but he conveys so much power and emotion through his performance. He's really, really going to be a standout. And when we, we get to later on where we start to see Rhaenyra and Damon together... Um, I think this is really going to be a key point of the show, uh, is that relationship between the two of them, and I'm really kind of looking forward to that. Um, So that's basically the recap there. Um, This is kind of a bridge taking us from the early setup into what is probably going to wind up being, you know, kind of getting into the meat and bones of it a little down the road. I think we're going to probably not have Viserys around for much more than another couple of episodes. We're probably going to see another big time jump by episode five. And, you know, then we're really going to be hitting the ground running in terms of what happens. Because this is really all the stuff that we've seen so far is really just prologue to the actual Dance of Dragons, which is going to kind of be the key here of this, this series for however many seasons that it goes. So that's it as far as the recap goes. This is going to be a short one because, uh, there's a lot, I have a lot of stuff going on this week. We have some family over and visitors and stuff over. So, um, But next week I plan on doing kind of, uh, we'll be you know, getting ready for the middle of the season. And um, I plan on doing kind of a long or here's where we're at and kind of hitting the high points of it. So we'll see you guys next week. Um, Randall and Iris are planning to, to record on the main show uh, at some point this week, so hopefully we'll be dropping that soon. Um, so thanks for listening, and uh, Valor Margolis.